0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Pro GK Academy podcast, providing you guys your weekly dose of goalkeeper news. In our first episode, I will be answering a question from Instagram follower Logan Leatherman. Logan asks, what did it take for you to get picked up by the LA Galaxy Academy, and how many hours of day of work did you put in? Days My name is Omar Zini. I'm the head trainer and founder of ProGK Academy, and I'm going to be your host throughout this podcast. The main reason why I chose this question as the first topic to discuss on the ProGK Academy podcast is because I know that there are a lot of young goalkeepers that follow the page that want to know what specifically they need to do to make it to the next level. And by answering these questions, I hope to kind of shed some light on who I am and what specific events in my youth career led me to being selected by the LA Galaxy Academy. So, you know, I'll get right into it. The first time I ever played goalkeeper, I was probably eight or nine years old. And I was much bigger than everybody else. I had grown faster than all my friends did. And so my parents set me up on a team that was two years up. You know, I was 10 years old playing with 12-year-olds. So I had to learn quick how to take criticism, how to bounce back from losses. And it wasn't easy. You know, the team was a bronze-level team that needed a goalkeeper. The defense was not very good. We were losing games 6-7, 8-0. And to me, it was, you know, it was really demoralizing. I had our parents asking for a new goalkeeper. I had our coach pretty much telling me that once they get another goalkeeper, I'm going to be off the team. We had other teams' coaches during the games were saying, the goalkeeper's too slow. Play it in behind. Let's see how fast he is off his line. Let's cross the ball in the air. The goalkeeper can't jump. So, you know, I'm 10 years old kind of hearing all this stuff. And it was really, you know, it hurt. And for a minute, I really didn't feel like this was a, a thing I wanted to do or the position I wanted to play long term. But luckily, my parents talked me out of it, and they understood where I was coming from because they obviously saw the results, and they saw that I was trying as hard as I could, but I wasn't getting any better. So they got me some formal training, and after this team disbanded, we got a call from one of our you know family friends, Sharif Zain. And he said, you know what? You know I have a club here. I have an under-11 boys team that needs a goalkeeper. You'd be perfect for it, but they are in the gold-level division. Do you think Omar is ready for it? And, you know, I had a serious talk with my parents. I was so nervous. I remember making the decision to just go for it, and it was the best decision I ever made. And I remember the first practice that I ever went to. It was my team, the under-11s. We were training with the under-12 team because Sharif coaches both those teams, and the level was remarkable. It was substantially better than the bronze team that I was playing with. And I remember thinking to myself, what did I just get myself into? I couldn't believe that these were going to be my teammates and that I was going to be exposed to this type of training day in and day out. And the coaches told me from day one that, you know, we didn't have any other goalkeepers on the roster and that I was going to be the number one goalkeeper for, you know, the foreseeable future. You know, so here I was 11 years old, pretty much being told that I'm going to have to expedite my development and essentially just figure it out as soon as possible. And so that's what I did. I had to figure it out and quick. You know, I didn't have the luxury of a goalkeeper coach. I didn't have the luxury of time. The season was just around the corner. And so I had to figure out a way to manipulate the game in my favor. When I played against these teams, these coaches obviously had game plans. They had a game plan to play the ball over the top, he's too slow off his line, play the ball in the air, he can't jump. So I said, you know what, how can I manipulate the game and flip that in my favor? So one of the things that I did was, since I knew I wasn't quick off my line, I'm going to start cheating off my line as much as I can where, you know, I don't get beat and I don't really leave myself too susceptible to a chip over my head. So I would stay off my line about 30 to 40 yards, you know, just cheating a little bit. So whenever I saw the midfielder or the forward put their head down, the majority of the times they would play the ball over the top. So when I started seeing that, I started cheating off my line just a little bit, and the results were crazy, you know, I started realizing that I can get off my line a lot faster, I could cheat up a little bit more and kick the ball out of bounds if it came through, but you know, also if the forward was going to get there, I could just drop off my goal, so I wasn't giving up too much on both ends. And another weakness that I had was my goal kicks. I could hit it a decent distance, but I would always hit it down the middle. And the other team's coach would always put their tallest player there so they can win that header and then hit it back towards us. But since I wasn't getting to get far enough, those headers would almost land right on top of my 18-yard box, and it would be a 50-50 for a chance to actually get a 1v1 against me. So I said, you know what, how can I increase my chances of actually getting this to the half field and getting it away from any situation that would be dangerous to my team. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try and manipulate the situation where I can hit it the same distance, but instead of hitting it down the middle, I'm going to hit it to the corners of the midline. So now my right back or my right midfielder can actually get a flick on and you know get the ball into their half the field where there was no danger on my end. Also, if I did mishit it and it was a bad kick, the ball would go out of bounds and then it wouldn't be an issue. You know, it would just be a miskick kick. No one would really understand or really know that it was a bad kick on my end. It would just be a miskick kick, you know? So those two examples were things that I realized at a young age and kind of understood how can I hack the system and how can I hack the game? Because everyone has a game plan, a coach, you know, a player has a game plan for a game, but it's just the flip side now. It's like, how can I reverse that and then make those game plans that other people are using against me work in my favor? So, you know, I got to college and I got to obviously with the Galaxy Academy And one of the things the coaches told me that uh, I did really well was that I could read the game and I can actually cut off any danger without it actually developing into anything substantial. So I really attribute that a lot to just the manipulation and hacking of the game at such a young age and kind of understanding that a weakness is only a weakness if you allow it to be. If you can actually make it into a strength, then the sky's the limit. So for all the young goalkeepers out there, with this, you know, keep this in mind. If you have a weakness, it's not the end of the world. You have to figure out a way to flip that and make it work in your favor. All right, guys. So now that I've kind of shared with you guys a skill that I learned on the field and something that really helped me, I want to share with you guys one that I learned off the field that I think has really attributed, again, to my success with the Galaxy and at the Division I level. And that has to do with game visualization and game film. It doesn't have to necessarily be your own game film, but it can be you know, professional-level game film as well. You know that's why you know on my page on the channel I love breaking down certain scenarios. I love showing you guys in game scenarios so you guys can see that it doesn't just happen to you. It happens to the pros, and that a lot of the mistakes that are made at the next level also happen with us as well. Um, so one of the you know stories I want to share with you guys to kind of help you understand where this all kind of started for me was when I was 13 years old. I had a national cup final um, on Sunday about 2 p.m. And Arsenal was playing that morning, so I woke up, I think, 6.30, and I was watching the game. My dad wakes up and sees me. He's, you know, asking, why are you, st- why are you awake? You have a game in a few hours. Go back to sleep. He turns off the TV, and I didn't know. I'm imploring him. I said, no, no, turn it back on. I love watching this team play. I'm going to stay here and watch this game. I don't care how much sleep I get. I'm going to watch this game. So, you know, of course he saw that I put up a fight and then he asked me like, "Why are you watching this game?" you know, is it because you love the team? Like, what's the what's the reason? I said, "You know, yeah, I love watching the game, but, you know, of course I love Henri, I love Arsenal. They're a great team." He said, "You know what? Well, then at that point you're just wasting your time." And he's like, "If you're going to watch these games, I want you to learn something. See what the goalkeeper's doing, see what he's telling his defenders, see what he's doing setting up his walls on, you know, on uh, on free kicks, on crosses, where does he stand?" And so at first, I was kind of just like, you know, let me just watch the game in peace, get out of here. But I started slowly realizing that, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was doing in my games, these goalkeepers were also doing. So from that early age at 13, I started watching these games with, obviously, to enjoy it. But at the same time, to kind of get that game film, get that preparation and say, okay, well... You know, this goalkeeper did something here. Why can't I do that in my game? So then I started realizing, you know, on one-on-ones, instead of the keeper coming at 100 miles an hour and, you know, trying to spread himself, come out fast, slow your body down, and that will allow you to make a save. Another thing I also saw, which is kind of extreme, but something that I loved is um, Ricardo, the goalkeeper for Portugal. In the 2004 um, Euros, he was playing against England, and he went into the PK shootout, and he took off his gloves mid-PK shootout. And he, like he just psyched out the forwards a few, you know, I don't know what it was, but it psyched the forwards out. He's like, why, are this, why is this guy taking off his gloves? It's crazy. And he ends up making two PK saves and then scoring a the winning goal. And so to me and my PK shootouts for, I think, probably five or six PK shootouts as I grew up, I did that same thing. And I saved, I don't know i don't know how this is possible, but I ended up saving most of the ones I take off my gloves for. And, you know, just little things like that that you could probably put into your game. And so I really want to share that with you guys, share that story with you guys because if you're a young goalkeeper listening or if you're a goalkeeper who just enjoys watching games, slowly start understanding why you're watching the games and and start processing more as to what these goalkeepers are doing it and why. And start questioning that a little bit more because those breakdowns for me and I'm sure for you guys will assist you guys in kind of having that game visualization. So when you step into a game, it's kind of like you've already done it before. And this skill was definitely one that transferred over with me to the LA Galaxy Academy as well as the Division I level. Because at the Division One level, you have a few days in between games. So in those days, you have time to watch game film. And so if you develop this skill now at a young age, it's going to be so easy for you to do it at the next level. So, you know, with my coaches, I would sit down, watch the game film, see what the forwards' tendencies were, see what they would do, what kind of runs they would make on corners, where they would run, how they would stack up. And so... Having that muscle memory and that visualization in your head is extremely important when you guys are getting ready for games. Um, there's actually one, one article that I just read. It's by Patrick Cohn. And it's called Sports Visualization, the Secret Weapon of Athletes. And in the article, he says, there's one thing that separates elite athletes from average athletes. Elite athletes utilize the power of guided imagery or visualization. Imagery has long been a part of the elite sports and many Olympic athletes have mastered the skill with the help of sports psychologists and mental game coaches. So, you know, a lot of us don't have the ability to get, obviously, sports psychologists. We don't have the money for it. But you can become your own sports psychologist and even have a teammate on your team. Watch it with you. You guys can break it down yourselves and see exactly what you guys can do to give yourself a level up against the teams you guys are going to be playing against. And so those are the two skills that I really wanted to share with you guys today on the first podcast. Just because, you know, I feel like those two are what contributed to my success at a young age as well as at the next level. And one reason why I feel like I I love making these videos for you guys on this page, because I was able to kind of understand at 13 years old, the importance of game film, the importance of, you know, game visualization, and also the importance of just manipulating the game so that you guys don't have to feel like your weaknesses are going to be detrimental to you. Instead, you know, if teams are going to game plan for your weaknesses, work on those weaknesses and then force them to do it. Allow them to do it. It's like they're playing into your hands, you know? And so... For all the young goalkeepers and goalkeepers who aspire to play at the next level, make sure you guys try and put a handle on those two things, and I guarantee you that your game's going to be taken to the next level. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Pro GK Academy podcast. If you guys like what you heard, please share this program with your friends and subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Pro GK Academy. Last, sweet last forever now. Everlast like I'm boxing out. Smoke in the air cause I'm blowing doubts.